What's up, everybody? This is episode one of the Poor House Podcast. P-O-U-R house, not P-O-O-R house. So I'm your host, Bob Jacobs, and then that is my co-host over there, Jeremy Bay. So this is episode one. So what is this podcast about? So we're going to talk about bourbon, obviously, hence the Poor House. Um, bourbon, networking, uh, the plan is to talk to business owners, influencers, charities, pretty much anybody's got something good to say. Um, we're going to have a drink or three or four or five, and we're going to listen to their story, um, kind of how they got started in business, where they're going, what we can do for them. So charities, this is a good way. Hopefully we have some people on, uh, talk about their charity. How can we help? Um, hopefully we build a good audience here and we can, you know, be able to do some networking and help each other out and help some charities and help build our little bourbon community here. So this one's going to be kind of short and sweet. Um, one of the things we're going to do every week is we're going to sample different bourbons. So today I'll let Jeremy tell you what we have. Okay. So we've got a, uh, a bourbon from old Dominic distillery. Um, so this is the holding station, very small batch. Uh, when I bought this, the, the, uh, one of the guys there from the distillery was talking to me about it. He said, it's, it's made in Memphis. It's made using Memphis water. Um, they take uh, four year old, six year old and seven year old bourbon. They mix them together and they call it a six year, uh, because it averages out. Uh, it's a hundred proof and it's a weeded bourbon. Oops. Not sure what that was. <laughs> <laughs> Computer issues. That's all right. Um, yeah, so here's the tasting notes for Holding Station. Um, I've actually tried this before, and it's actually really good. Uh, opens up with stone fruit. I don't know what stone fruit is. <laughs> Dark cherries, creamy vanilla with a wisp of rye spice on the nose. The palate hints at cinnamon and rich caramel as dry, subtle notes of pipe tobacco and velvety dark chocolate round out the finish. Sounds fancy. So I really get a lot of cherry in the nose. Yeah. I get cherry and vanilla. Definitely vanilla too. Yeah. And we, we should say since this is episode one, that neither one of us are by any means like professional bourbon tasters. Um, we just like bourbon and like to drink it. So um, if you're looking for some over the top snobby review of bourbon, this probably isn't going to be for you. Pretty unsophisticated in our tasting notes, aren't we? Pretty much. <laughs> Tastes like alcohol. No. Tastes um, good. So let me taste it. All right. The pipe tobacco is very strong for me, which is which is cool because it takes me back to my childhood with my grandpa smoking a pipe. Mm-hmm. I get the uh, cherry and I get a little spice like the. Uh, it's definitely spicy. Mm-hmm. But the tobacco is definitely the strongest flavor there for me, which. Normally I would think sounds terrible, but actually I kind of dig it. Yeah. It's kind of funny that, you know, how bourbon and tobacco pairs, even somebody that doesn't use tobacco. Well, look at bourbon and cigars, how popular that is now, you know, kind of the same thing. Yep. So you talked about the poor house. Let's tell people what the poor house is. The poor house is a building on my wife and I's property. Um, Started out as a machine. We bought this property for my in-laws started out a machine shed that I built for him quite some time ago that put his backhoe under. And when we moved in here, 
I knew I wanted some sort of detached building bar type thing. I didn't know what I wanted, but um, I don't know, just eyeballing this thing one day and I was like, I could build something cool out of that. So actually um, this is made out of, we cut down a bunch of trees on this property and we had them milled in the lumber. And that is what this is actually made out of lumber from the property. So it's, it's kind of cool. So um, framed it up, made it into a building, put some electric, some heat and AC in it, put a bunch of bourbon in here. Uh, and this is something that Jeremy and I have been planning for a couple of years. So we didn't just buy this bourbon on the way here today. And I mean, it's something we've been planning out for a long time to do. So um, probably I'm going to guess at least half of these bottles aren't even open and there's, there's more. So um, now are you one of the collectors who only drink or only looks at the bottles or do you, do you, are you afraid to crack them? I wish I, no, I'm not afraid to crack anything. I, I wish I had more time to drink. Um, but I have a daughter in high school that, uh, plays high school sports and that takes up a lot of time in the evenings. And, um, but no, the wife and I usually like to have a drink or two during the week and a couple on the weekends. So, uh, but I usually only tap into the bourbon really when somebody comes over. What's your, what's your go-to sipper? Right, question. right now it's Angel's Envy Rye only because I turned my wife onto that one and she loves it. And so anything I can do with her that we both enjoy, I'm in. So about you? 1792 It's kind of my go-to. There's a shock. Yeah, surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah, so I like any of them. I like to just come out here. And just, I mean, I don't know if you, if you looked at what's the most is missing. Like Penelope. The rare breed. Mm-hmm. Those are definitely my favorites. Apparently, another one of my favorites is that 1792 single barrel because that's about a third of the way gone. I might have helped you a little bit with that one. I think you helped on all these. <laughs> but the benchmark, if I had to pick one to drink, and this is going to be stupid. If you don't know what benchmark is, not the benchmark eight you see at the at the bottom shelf in your local liquor store, but the benchmark you can only buy in Indiana, apparently, for now. Mm-hmm. The single barrel is so good surprisingly it's it's so good if you man if there was you told me pick one on here i'm throwing the rest in the trash it'd be in the top five for me it's solid taste if you put it in a blind taste i I guarantee you would do a lot better than people think yeah it's good i mean i like it all so it's all got different deal one one i do not like that we will we will sample on here actually I'm, i'm i'm gonna leave that i'm gonna let that go so we'll we'll save that for another day. So as I'm staring right at it and I'm, it's pissing me, I'm going to just dump it out right now. But um, anyway, so Jeremy and I are going to do a little Q and A just so you guys get to know us a little better. So I'm going to go first and I'm going to ask Jeremy some some questions so we get to know a little more about Jeremy Bay. Okay. So um, this is weird because I know Jeremy pretty well. So, uh, Jeremy, where were you born? Columbia, Missouri. Columbia. I, yeah. I thought it was Perryville. No, nope. no, I, I grew up there, Perryville and Cape Girardeau. Oh. I was actually born in Columbia while my dad was in school. Oh, yeah. I'll leave my comments to myself on that one. I <laughs> <laughs> was a whoops. <laughs> <laughs> eh, we all probably were at some, on some level. Yeah. Um, so you went to high school in Perryville. Nope, Jackson, Missouri, actually. Jackson, where the hell's Jackson, Missouri? So south of Perryville, about about thirty minutes south of Perryville. Oh, where banjos are from? Pretty much, yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> All right, and Only then the Jackson Indians football. 
And then you went to the, to the air force. Yeah. Right. Tell me about your air force experience. Uh, so I did eight years in the air force. Uh, I didn't get to do a lot of traveling. I was, spent a lot of time in New Jersey. That's where I was stationed at, but Jersey. Yeah. New Jersey. Uh, I met my wife there. Uh, traveled pretty much all over the world. So I'm still travel yet today. So. And how did you end up here where, where we live? Uh, so my dad and family, so, you know, we live in, in Wentzville area and, uh, my family, they, they've lived here for about 20 years now. Um, so when I moved back, I was, I found a job in St. Louis area and I didn't want to live in the city. So here I am. Here you are. Yeah. Getting kids. Got one. I almost said no, cause I've, I've been used to saying no for forever, but I've got a nine month old, uh, Mackenzie. She's the cutest little chubby baby you've ever seen. Yeah. She looks just like me. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. But I think everybody's liars. You know, everybody always says how cute the baby is, but nobody goes around telling me how cute I am. So I think they're either lying to her or people are just bashful, not telling me. It's breathtaking. Yeah. Like from Seinfeld. That's right. It's breathtaking. breathtaking. <laughs> what does that mean? All right. You go ask me a couple stupid questions. All right. So uh, how about you? Where, where were you born at? I was born in Ashtabula, Ohio. Ashta what? Exactly. Uh, a little northeast of Cleveland. Okay. So it's hard, it's hard to root for the Browns. Yeah. <laughs> so Cleveland and St. Louis, how long have you been here? Since fourth grade. My dad worked for the railroad, and uh, it was basically moved to St. Louis or you're unemployed. So here we are. Okay. So you've been here for... Most, while, most of, of my life. life. Yeah. yeah. So what, uh, what all have you done? Like, what did you, you're a realtor now, but what did you do before that? Uh, lots of construction. So did a lot of construction for 20, 25 years when I was a kid, um, kind of out of high school and in high school worked at the old home quarters, which was pre home Depot. <laughs> um, big box, the first big box, I think home improvement store in St. Louis, uh, Worked for Home Depot too, or for a couple other places, and uh, pretty much did that for a couple of years and went on to construction most of my adult life. Yeah. A few years ago, I decided to start slinging houses instead, so I'm a little easier on the knees. <laughs> yeah, that's how I, when I met you, you know, I, I knew you as Bob the Builder. But. Yeah, it's funny when you met me. I was just trying to make my transition from from construction to real estate. I actually built Jeremy a deck. A lender referred him to me to to build him a deck. <laughs> so I don't do that anymore. We're not, we're not building shit. So, <laughs> well, you built this room. Built I, 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 I'll, I mean, you know, I make stuff for me, but and a few folks, but <laughs> I'm not going to come build you a deck. Yeah. So, okay. What All else right. you got? Is that it? What else you got? See, what's your, what's your go-to hobby? Other than bourbon, obviously. Probably bow hunting, if I had to pick one. Um, the wife and I like to travel a lot, go to lots of concerts and stuff like that around the country. Uh, so pretty much whatever she wants to do is my hobby. There you go. Happy wife, happy life. So far, so good. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Um, I, it feels like I don't really have much time for hobbies anymore. You have a baby. Your a hobbies baby. are changing yeah. diapers and watching stupid shit on tv pretty much yeah 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 you'll get your life back in 10 12 years yeah something like that and then she'll hate you probably i figure you know i, I got at least till she's 12 maybe 
after that, the hormones kick in and then, you know. Yeah. yeah. My daughter's kind of been difficult for, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Probably two years. She's 14. So yeah. It's kind of, kind of weird. You know, you're, you're kind of going into the back into the uh, phase in life where you can go out and do things again. And then, and I'm uh, in the phase where I can't now. So it's, you know, kind of a little flip flop there. Yeah. It's good though. Yeah. They all got their pluses and minuses. There's days that I wish my kids were still little and enjoy them. And there's days I'm glad they're almost gone. So <laughs> that's right. But enjoy while you can, because it does, it does go quick. Everybody says that, but it really does go fast. And yeah. It's, it's crazy how quick that goes. Some. What else you got? What else I got? All right. I feel like I'm asking you more questions than you're asking me. You're putting me on the spot here. Um, all right. So talk about your favorite, favorite one to drink, your hobbies. It's about music. You talked about, you guys <laughs> like to go see music and stuff. So what, what's, what's your, 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 uh, jam. So if any, anybody that's friends with me on Facebook knows I have an extreme hatred loves Blake Shelton. for, <laughs> for pop country. So <laughs> I am an old soul when it comes to music. If it doesn't have a steel guitar in it, I pretty much don't want to listen to it. Although so, he was jamming to Kane Brown earlier. That is a lie. <laughs> I was not listening to Kane Brown and you're fired for bringing that up in my little building here. Um, now we like, uh, like I like Waylon Jennings, Merle Haggard, or some new guys, Cody Jenks, that kind of stuff. George Strait's cool. Yeah. But other than that, what do you like to listen to other than the Backstreet Boys? Hey, no. <laughs> I've probably got the weirdest music collection um, you could think of. Uh, I like anything from Motown all the way to, to country and, and rock. Uh, any, pretty much anything except for rap. I can't really get into rap. but uh, I will say, though, and Chris Ebner, I know you're going to listen to this. Chris Ebner and I listen, listen to more nineties gangster rap than probably any two white kids should. <laughs> and, uh, I, I still like it. I just don't like when I listen to it, like, I don't know. It seemed a little more talented back then. Yeah. The guys were, so they were kind of breaking new ground and they all didn't sound like robots with synthesizers behind their voice. Yeah. No, yeah. no, not at all. So all right. that's about it. Okay. So that's us us in a nutshell yeah so um i promise you the next episodes will be more entertaining we won't talk about ourselves at all we'll have some guests on some pretty fun guests right well some guests we've got a pretty good list of people coming on so it'll, it'll be a lot of fun um and some of these guys i i know really well and some of them i really don't know at all so but we got a list of about 15 people um lined up ready to go so it should be a really good time i'm excited to get going on this project we've been talking about doing it for a long time and it's finally coming to coming alive so yeah they were trying to keep ourselves from being pigeonholed into one type of guest we're kind of kind of open it up across the board yeah so if you know anybody that wants to come on talk about this I and mean, we've already got a couple um distributors for the bourbons lined up um trying to work on one guy that actually makes bourbon to come on and we got a pretty good pretty good mix of people that's going to come on the show and, and talk and it'll be it'll be a little more entertaining us two idiots yeah. Bumping our gums. <laughs> so on even that note, even if you're not a bourbon person, still listen in and, and we'll take cocktail recipes. Yeah. Or- so for me, I mean, being a, a realtor, I, I own my own business and um, 
networking's huge and listen to how people grew their business and how they got where they are. I think that's something that's uh, this day and age is, I mean, that's as good as going to school. You know, you can always take something good away from what somebody else is doing and put it into your business plan and add a little value. So there you go. All right. Let's get out of here. Call tonight. All right. Cool. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Thank you.